When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, there's your Flex 30 update. Let's move it on forward and get to our second hour notebook. Jeff Howe's Longhorn Notebook. Longhorn Notebook brought to you by Aaron Bowersock, your home loan expert, your Longhorn lender. Check her out on the web at bowersockteam.com. I want to bring up something that I don't want to spend too much time on, and then I want that's going to roll into something that I really want to get your take on. I think I know where you're going to go with this, Craig, okay. but I want to see if okay. you take this ride with me. Uh, my colleague Brad Crawford, using the help of uh, College Football News, Rank the uh, we got this on it's on the side of Horns twenty four seven ranking the toughest schedules in the Big Twelve in twenty twenty three. Would you like to know where Texas schedule came in, Craig? Yeah, tell me. Right in the middle, number five. Uh, Rice at Bama, Wyoming, and then your conference late at Baylor, home against Kansas, the OU game at Houston, BYU at home, K State at home at TCU at Iowa State, and then Texas Tech at home. Basically, it comes down to. Texas only has to leave the state twice this year to play a football game. They have to leave it to go to Tuscaloosa. They have to leave it to go to Ames uh, later in the year. Uh, the toughest schedule in the conference right now, according to College Football News, and we break this down, our, our guys at 24-7 Sports mm-hmm. too. Man, I don't know what West Virginia was thinking. You remember some of those old Colorado schedules back in the day that Gary Barnett would put together? It's like, dude, like, what, what were the Indianapolis Colts not available? Like, what are you doing? You go to Michigan. Uh, you go to all those places. Yeah. yeah. Uh, West Virginia's non-conference schedule in basically a make-or-break year for Neil Brown, which I think a lot of people were surprised that he got another year. They're at Penn State, host Duquesne, then host Pitt. Wow. Then their conference schedule, road trips are Tech, Houston, UCF, Oklahoma, and Baylor. Home games against TCU, Oklahoma State, BYU, and Cincinnati. (sighs) Why, th- did you say that they play back-to-back games against schools from the city of Pittsburgh, Duquesne and Pitt? Mm-hmm. <laughs> At home. Yeah. At home. Yeah. It's an odd schedule. Yeah. So Texas right in the middle with five. In the Big 12, e- e- with the 14-team expansion for this one year before Texas and OU leave for the SEC, playing nine conference games. And I'm, I'm assuming the Big 12 is going to keep a nine-game conference format. And I like the nine-game conference format. There's a lot of discussion, Craig, about what should the SEC do. I've actually seen some people in the Twitterverse and in the message board world that really think the SEC should stay at eight conference games. <sighs> My thing is, if you didn't expand to go to nine conference games, then, then what, are, what, are, what are you doing? What are yeah. you doing? Yeah. There's no reason why the SEC should play fewer than nine conference games, right? I totally agree. Okay, And I think that it's... Uh, based on what some of the athletic directors have said and some of the scheduling predictions you've seen out there, it really sounds like they're going to go with that 3-6 model or 3-6-6 where you got the three permanent opponents and then the other six you're going to ro- – the other ones you're going to rotate right. on whatever, a biannual basis or whatever. Sounds like the three permanent opponents for Texas – or the yeah, the two the permanent opponents for Texas are going to be Arkansas, Oklahoma, and Texas A&M. Yep. Makes I think, sense. I think a lot of Texas fans would could get down with that. Yep. You're, you, you're changing leagues. You're getting more money. It's a better place, probably long term, in terms of stability for your program. 
and you get your what a lot of people would consider your three primary rivals on the schedule every year. I want to know who the three for Alabama will be. I know two of them would be Auburn and Tennessee. Yeah, the, would the, LSU be the third? Probably. Especially, I think it frees up to be LSU, especially with Greg Sankey talking about they're going to to the one division format. Mm-hmm. He says he thinks that's where the scheduling is going. And if you're going to one division, I don't know why you wouldn't do nine conference games. I really hope that's not a valid discussion point. But are the higher ups in the SEC thinking, oh, well, can we stay at eight? No, just do nine, do nine. That's what you did this for. It's for TV inventory. We don't need the FCS week in the don't middle of see, November. Don't need to see Mercer on the schedule for anybody or Western Carolina. Yeah. E- even even uh, bottom rung FBS teams like UMass. <laughs> don't need to see that. Like if I'm an A&M there. fan, what incentive do I have? Regardless of what the record was last year, right? Like what incentive do you have? The, the opponent you just mentioned to you know play these SEC games and you're playing high quality opponents and then penultimate weekend of the regular season you're hosting UMass. Yeah. No juice for that. No. You're just giving somebody a payday. Mm-hmm. So just keep the money within the conference. Let the TV inventory rise. So I figured you would be on yep. on board with me. Absolutely for going non conference games. Uh, I'm guessing you're down with those three permanent opponents. Yep. Too? The yep. Aggies, the Razorbacks, and the Sooners. It's it's logical. Makes sense. Uh, Certainly, we hope for for A uh, and M to be on it. You know, Oklahoma is going to be on it, and and for Arkansas, it makes sense. So, yeah. I want to ask you this: Let's take away those three, and I think everybody listening to this at this point is cool with the A and M game coming back. In fact, some people want it back. Mm-hmm. You realize kind of the void Thanksgiving weekend when that game's mm-hmm. not on the schedule, and it's been you know it was fun going to Fayetteville last year with the vitriol and everything, and it, it was you know mm-hmm. for pretty much it was one of those. Game day weekend, game weekends where it's like, man, everything was great up until kickoff, and then you know whatever happened happened. You're replacing vitriolic fans from Texas Tech with vitriolic fans from Arkansas. Pretty That's much. just how that works. Um, what what matchups outside of the three permanent rivals excite you? Like who really? What what would what would intrigue you the most to see on a Texas SEC schedule? And, and before I answer this, for for those who hear me answer this. You know, I, I'm not asking you to uh, – you, you're certainly free to do what you want, but I'm not asking uh, for you to then respond on the text like, you get, they're not ready for this, they're not ready for this. They're, they're not playing in the SEC yet. <laughs> We're talking about down the road. Right. Okay? Uh, the games that I would like uh, – I'd like to see them – obviously, we're going to see them go to Tuscaloosa. Uh, I'd like to. I thought I was going to get an opportunity to call a game in Baton Rouge. That mm-hmm. didn't happen, so I'd like to see him play at LSU. Uh, when I was in Knoxville for the basketball game, I was thinking it'd be nice to call a game there uh, in uh, at Neyland Stadium mm-hmm. in Knoxville. Uh, for me, this will have zero zero interest, pull, tug, or anything for Longhorn fans. But for me, growing up where I go and where I go on vacation, I like to see him play a game in Columbia at South Carolina, yeah. only because I haven't. Had a chance to call a game there, but I get I understand what folks go. You know, doesn't mix it. The swamp in games will be fun. It was great going to the Grove. You know, going oh, to Ole Miss, awesome, yeah. and and maybe that opportunity comes back around again. So, um, you know, those are the, those are the ones really that that kind of come to mind for me. I didn't think about South Carolina, uh, Florida. To me, is kind of it, it's either or. Uh, Tennessee is one though that I, I I would like to see Texas and Tennessee play a couple of times mm-hmm. before I leave this 
this mortal world. Auburn's another one that excites me just because you hear all the stories about the times in the 80s when those teams matched up and, you know, Jerry Gray running down Bo Jackson. You heard the sto- you hear the stories from those really good games mm-hmm. between those Fred Akers teams and those Pat Dye teams. I-, I think that game would be a lot of fun. So Starkville isn't at the top of your list? No, no, no offense to the people in Stark Vegas, but, you know, well, I mean, Here's what's fun about the SEC, though. Like most of these games, you can there's a there's an angle on it. Like the first time they play, right? Sure. Like with LSU, it's going to be, hey, what would have happened if you would have had a normal year in yep. 2020 and Texas would have gone to Baton Rouge? How different things for for both programs might have been at that point. Uh, South Carolina, you, I'll, I'll promote it. You got the Will Muschamp angle. There's yeah. South Carolina fans that don't. Don't think too kindly of Will Muschamp. I will not stand for any Will Muschamp slander. So you got that going on. Florida, what would have happened if they would have played in the in, for the national championship mm-hmm. at the end of the 08 season? By the way, the, part of the rumor bill rumbling I've heard is that when that first SEC schedule comes out for 24, the first SEC opponent for Texas will be Florida, and it'll be in Austin. Okay. That's that's just one of the rumors that'll be, rumblings. That, that that'll be fun. You can spend that. Auburn, I just mentioned, kind of there's there's already some history there. Mississippi State, you got the Jackie Sherrill angle yeah. and castrating animals and all this fun stuff and the cotton bowl, which honestly is a Texas fan growing up. Ole Miss, of, the turf that uh, I mean not Ole Miss uh, Missouri. Mi- Missouri, the turf that tore up Fozzie Whitaker's knee, right? You just let Fozzie just go there. I know they've changed turf since then, but just go set fire to that thing. <laughs> Like Fozzie at one end, Henry Josie at the other. And like, all right, on three. One, two, three, and just burn it. Vanderbilt. What angle could you come up with with Vanderbilt? Uh, I don't know. That's yeah. that's that's kind of one of those. Kentucky, tri- you got a stoop still coaching. <laughs> Vanderbilt's one of those trips, Craig. People, you know, the Learfield contingent probably has that one circle because Nashville for a weekend is probably pretty uh, fun. Monels to eat. But yeah. other than that, it probably uh, probably not a whole lot, bro. But so I'm I'm looking forward to some of these rivalries, man. It's it's gonna it's gonna be fun, and not so much rivalries, but just the games, just getting to go to some of these different places. And, and Athens, yeah, yeah. It's just like Stunner said, we should at least. Get to go to Athens and Nashville out of this. You, you, don't, you don't think that Georgia fan base is tired of hearing about the Sugar Bowl? Yeah, probably so. Probably so. They've uh, won. They've won some meaningful games since then, mind you. My but, birthday twin says Vanderbilt. I'd like for baseball. See, I've said it before. Be fun. As fun as football is going to be, I'm more pumped for the baseball series that Texas will be a part of going to the SEC. Yeah, yeah. So it it, it could be. Uh, a lot of By the way, real quick, I didn't even know he had this. I'll slot this at Horns 24-7. Uh, my, again, my colleague Brad Crawford, who covers national college football for us at, uh, at 24-7 Sports, has a prediction for every SEC program's permanent rivals, what they're going to be. Uh, for Texas and the permanent rivals, he's got, again, A&M, Oklahoma, Arkansas. To answer that Alabama question, Craig, Brad Crawford's thinking along the same lines you are. It's Tennessee, Auburn, LSU for mm-hmm. Bama's three permanent opponents. The Aggies have Oklahoma's is interesting. Uh, Texas, obviously, you got Missouri with the old Big Eight angle, mm-hmm. and then A and M would be the other one. I, okay, I don't know if you go A and M or Arkansas there. And then for A and M, A and M would be Texas, o- OU, and Oklahoma, LSU. and Mississippi State. Okay, that's a little weird. kind of weird, but you know, I know they're both agriculture and engineering based schools that both wear purple and white i mean maroon excuse me maroon and white not purple Mar- uh, maroon and white beyond that eh, what's the pool i, I don't know but it, it's interesting though too to just look at some of these like uh which one was i just looking at arkansas missouri texas and mississippi state mississippi state's got to play somebody yeah. <laughs> 
I just, I just don't know what well, it would Mississippi be. State would be Ole Miss, but but you know what A and M and Arkansas then. But you know what's interesting be, though, from the A and M side on that to to mention, uh, you know, to look at their permanent opponents. Uh, I've heard a lot of A and M fans really wanting to keep that LSU game. Yeah, I don't even know if it matters that if it's on Thanksgiving weekend or not because I'm assuming that's when the Texas game would be played. Right. But I've heard a lot of A and M fans really hoping that on an annual basis they can hang on to that LSU game. I was thinking that would that would probably be the one that would keep in there. Yeah.